lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And we made it back from L.A. Back here to the friendlier confines of the Midwest. Hope you had a great weekend. Steve Dace here alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. Good to see you as well, gentlemen. Howdy. Aaron, Welcome back. Thank you. Aaron, I didn't see you on social media at all. So it looks like you... Uh, I came back to Black Trans Lives Matter, and then I left to do the montage for an hour or two, and I came back to uh, Butt Gorsuch. Yeah, not a good day for Butt Gorsuch. Listen, today's not a good day for anything. I mean, I just... <laughs> if I wasn't making a movie right now, the last few days would be among the most discouraging of my career. To the point that you're like, you're like Bork. All of this pointless. I mean, what, what, what is the point of any of this? But we'll have plenty of time to get into all of that. Hope you're having a great Monday. 888-900-3393 is the number here on the Steve Day Show. 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Don't forget YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can go to get samples of this show that you can uh, view yourself and then share with others as well. Next hour, we are going to have our weekly town hall. And I'm, I'm going to lay out a simple question. If your son came to you and said, I'm thinking of being a police officer, would you encourage it? I would not. I, I would not. Without any hesitation, I would not. I, I don't know how you deal with the current environment where on one hand you have a police union that won't weed out bad apples because unions just aren't into that. We see that with teachers, right? Correct. So since you don't weed out bad apples, often you may, you may, you may end up taking the fall alongside one, right? And, and then if, if somebody who, if you're white and somebody's not and they are drug induced and you can't, um, you can't restrain them and then you have to defend yourself. I mean, you, you may find yourself doxxed. You may find yourself given felony murder charges. Your life essentially is for what is, who would protect you? What, what, what constituency group do you have? What, what media would give you the benefit of the doubt? What would, what, what, what is the point of doing that job? You just hate yourself. No, I, mean, I can understand why people who are already in it, you're vested, you got a pension. I got friends like that. You might see it through, right? But I, I can't imagine why anybody new would want that gig. I mean, unless it's some rural town of 10 people. I, I don't know why anybody would want that gig. So the question we're going to throw on the table for you next hour, if your son came to you and said, I'm thinking of being a cop, would you encourage it? We'll discuss that next hour at 888-900-3393. Our good friend Bob Vanderplatz will join us at the bottom of the hour. See if he has a reason why you should ever vote Republican again after the last few days, because I'm struggling to come up with one. Um, but before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by what the f- Hashtag Black Trans Lives Matter, the U.S. Chaz Border, a cartoon sponge is gay, Gone with the Wind and Paw Patrol have been canceled. Well, let's get to it. Since we were away, apparently racism has been solved thanks to these white celebrities. I take responsibility. 
I take responsibility. Every not-so-funny joke. Every unfair stereotype. It is time to take responsibility. Call out hate. Step up and take action. So now that racism is over, a new front has emerged in the summer of protests and rioting, black transphobia. Thousands of people across the country showed up for Black Trans Lives Matter protests around the country, including this one with many thousands attending in Brooklyn, New York. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo tweets, We have received 25,000 complaints of reopening violations. Bars or restaurants that violate the law can lose their liquor license. People with open containers in the street can be fined. Police and protests not wearing masks can be fined. Local government must enforce the law. And now the U.S. CHAZ border. CHAZ is the acronym standing for Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. It's a six-block area in downtown Seattle, Washington that Antifa and other radicals have literally taken over to set up their own little country or something. Think of it like the No Girls Allowed sign boys hang up on their treehouse, except this time with basement-dwelling communists. We've got four blocks in Seattle that you just saw pictures of that is more like a block party atmosphere. It's not an armed takeover. Anywho, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone has been home to violence and vandalism for the past five days or so, with Seattle police and other enforcement seemingly unwilling to take back the area from the Antifa militants. When they're not being violently lost, the warlords running Chaz are doing stuff like this. I want you to find by the end of, by the time you leave this autonomous zone, I want you to give $10 to one African-American person. Before quickly toggling back to roughing up street preachers. Numerous other attempts to set up so-called autonomous zones across the country have been quickly dispatched by law enforcement. Speaking of law enforcement, a fresh wave of protests erupted in Atlanta, Georgia, after a 27-year-old black man was shot and killed by police. Rayshard Brooks was passed out and intoxicated in his car in the drive-thru of a Wendy's fast food restaurant when police arrived to take him into custody. Brooks resisted arrest, stealing one of the cop's tasers, and then attempted to point and use the taser on the cops when he was shot and killed. Atlanta Police Chief Erica Shields resigned on Saturday after the incident. New York Times op-ed, Yes, we mean literally abolish the police. And now, America in photos this weekend. First up is a woman at a protest wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt with the words, quote, if they start shooting, stand behind me, end quote. And oh yeah, this woman is also holding a baby as well. In Portland, Oregon, this individual with a rather large Adam's apple, long hair, and bodacious makeup was arrested and released on charges of criminal mischief and disorderly conduct after launching projectiles at Portland police. At another protest, an individual was spotted with a megaphone wearing a two-piece bathing suit while riding a scooter. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, are you happy to see me or what? Moving on, and in coronavirus news, Yahoo headline, Record spikes in new coronavirus cases, hospitalizations, sweep parts of U.S. You, you've described this coronavirus as your worst nightmare, your words. The Centers for Disease Control says new lockdowns could be needed if coronavirus cases spike, and they released new guidelines for going outside as well. Cases are now on the rise in 19 states. New York Post headline, Central Park sunbathers skip masks and pants in coronavirus defiance. Big picture, has the United States stalled 
in the fight against coronavirus. NBC News tweets, President Trump plans to rally his supporters next Saturday for the first time since most of the country was shuttered by the coronavirus, but health experts are questioning that decision. You've got to be careful to make sure that to the extent possible you physically distance yourself and you wear a mask literally at all times that you're on the outside. In completely unrelated news, this chart shows the cumulative coronavirus hospitalizations data for the United States going back to the middle of April. You can see that tiny little bump in the hospitalizations the media whipped itself into a frenzy over last week. A new seroprevalence study from Switzerland was released recently. It shows among 36,000 positive cases in people under 50 years old, two deaths were detected, none below the age of 20 years old. That's good for a 0.005% mortality rate for those under the age of 50. That's an order of magnitude of three times lower than the death rate for those above the age of 65. As reported in the Twin Cities Pioneer Press, very, very few rioters and protesters caught Wuhan coronavirus while demonstrating. That's according to preliminary data from the events. 54 scientists from the National Institutes of Health, yes, that's Pope Fauci's institution, have lost their jobs amid an ongoing probe into a failure to disclose financial ties to foreign governments. Among those 54 scientists, all but four were taking money from Chinese institutions without disclosing it to the American government. Election News, Virginia incumbent Representative Denver Riggleman, who was endorsed by Jerry Falwell Jr. and President Trump, the same Denver Riggleman who performed a same-sex wedding ceremony in 2019, was ousted by Republican voters in a drive through district convention over the weekend. Voters instead picked Bob Good, a former county supervisor and a former employee of the aforementioned Falwell Jr.'s Liberty University, who ran to Riggleman's right to represent Republicans in Virginia's 5th District. The silent majority is stronger than ever. Cancel Culture Update, the incredibly popular A&E reality TV show Live PD has been canceled by the network, apparently for the crime of showing cops doing their jobs to a live audience on the weekends. The Nickelodeon kids' cartoon Paw Patrol has been under heavy scrutiny recently, apparently for the crime of showing cute animated animals pretending to be first responders. Speaking of Nickelodeon, the creators of the long-running cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants have confirmed that the character is gay. And finally, the hero we don't deserve, but the one we definitely need. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. And please... The, the First Amendment. You just gotta look it up, Mr. Como. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage brought to you by Brickhouse. Now that America is opening up, hey, it doesn't mean we don't have to take our health seriously. Uh, take Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. If you take that every single day, one scoop has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables, which boosts and your energy and supports a healthy immune system at the exact same time. Plus, a diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of all kinds of maladies from heart disease, hypertension, and a lot of other health issues as well. And Field of Greens is also prebiotic and probiotic. The reason why that matters, largest immunity system in your body is in your your gut and it's a great source of vitamins fiber and other nutrients that are stripped out of our foods nowadays as well just one scoop in any water-based drink stir and you're done and right now you can save 15 percent off your first order with the offer code steve at brickhousesteve.com use the offer code steve at brickhousesteve.com and get 15 percent off of your order and if you decide you want to subscribe and have this delivered to your home every month they'll give you 10 percent off for that as well
So you cannot control the world around you, but you can make sure that uh, you are taking as much control of your health as absolutely possible. Try Field of Greens today. BrickHouseSteve.com. Again, that is BrickHouseSteve.com. The only way that you can affirmatively make change by being within the Republican Party is what went on in Virginia over the weekend. And it, I, I just don't think, I want to be wrong, but I just don't think a lot of people are prepared to, in, uh, to do what this one batch of activists in Virginia made happen. But I get asked all the time, hey, you know, how, how do we make the Republican Party better? Well, it requires a level of independence within the structure and a willingness to wage intra-party warfare that I just think the behavior that causes most people to join political parties, the, the feeling of belonging, that I'm on the right side, the right team, I'm doing something. I just, I just don't think a lot of people, particularly in the era now in which we live, where idols and shibboleths of the damned abound, I, I, just, I just don't think a lot of people are prepared to do it. And that's why I left after 10 years of trying. But when one group stands up and says, hey, we're your huckleberries, I want to make sure we single them out. Because they provided a blueprint here with what happened to soon-to-be former Congressman Riggleman. We will get into that today in the overtime. All right, We'll lay out the blueprint of what went on there. And then you can decide for yourselves around the rest of the country whether or not you want to be engaged at that level. Because otherwise, at best, you're just putting off what is coming no matter what anyway. Which we'll get more into that here in a moment. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. That's BlazeTV.com slash Dace. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, go there and become one. You'll get a discounted subscription when you do. If you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, that will be posted for you later today at blazetv.com slash Dace. And I understand there's a lot of great local state Republican parties around the country. I hear from you people in my inbox all the time. The problem is a little bit of leaven, a little bit of yeast from the Pharisees ruins the whole batch. And if on a national level, the party is a dunghill, it's really hard for you to hold the line where you live locally or at a state level. But we'll get into that today in the overtime. Because I have to tell you, what's gone on the last few days, I I just am at a loss. And I mean, I do this every day. And this has been my full-time job every day for more than a decade. I'm not a shrinking violent here. I think that's safe to say. It is. Okay. Um, I've taken more than my share of punches. By God's grace, I've delivered more than my share too. But I got to tell you, after the last few days, I am really just like, Do what thou will. I, I, I just, I don't even know what to say. I, I'm still getting emails from people complaining about their shutdown governors. I, I just, I don't. 
flies us on. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say to you. I don't, I don't, you know, my church still isn't open. I, oh, then I can't help you. I can't. Years ago, when I was first getting into activism with my show, a gentleman came to me and he ran a Christian organization here in town. He had actually been moved in from another state. Great guy. And he, well, let me step back. He thought he was being moved here to take over a Christian organization here in town. <laughs> that was his mistake. All right. Had Christian in the title and everything. And when he actually thought that they were going to adopt Christian practices, he got a whole bunch of resistance from the leftists, the pagans, and the rainbow jihad activists on his board that he inherited this board. He inherited it. And, and, and he asked me if I could help him out with the power of my radio show. If I could give him some cover. Because they were coming after him. And I said, well, you bet I can do that. But if you're not willing to purge your board, I'm just wasting my time. I can't, I can't help you more than you're willing to help yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he said to me, he goes, you know, if I, if, if I try to do that, I'm going to get fired. I said, well, you're going to get fired if you don't do that. Promise you, you're going to get fired if you don't. I mean, I, it, how, that whole house divided against itself, that whole double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, right? We can go down all the cannot serve two masters, right? I, I, how many of these scripture verses do, do, are there? That you, that, you know, and if you don't like that, I'll throw some, you know, good old-fashioned pagan religion at you. Confucius say, man who straddled fence for too long eventually gets his nether regions caught in it. I mean, no belief system actually says that you can do this. None of them do. The demonic one says it for a while until it gets the advantage over you, and then it tells you the truth that you really can't do it with them either. No belief system allows you to be C. Thomas Howell. All right, where he's the white guy painting his face black, pretending to be two different people, work both sides. You don't really get to do that. You don't, okay? Yeah, he's gone from that place. He didn't want to purge all those people, thought it would be too much of a conflict. He's not there anymore. They're all still there. 10 years later, they're all still there running that organization with Christian in the title into the ground. They're all still there, but he's gone. I learned a long time ago with this show. I can't want candidates to win more than they do. I, I mean, I, I, would like, I would like Donald Trump to win in November. I, I would. On the tra trajectory he's at right now, he's not going to, guys. He's not. He's not going to get reelected, guys. Not, not unless he does an about face. And I don't care, I don't care how many times Brian Stelter lies. It doesn't matter. All the political, you know, we've been talking a lot about panic porn. We've been, we like to feed ourselves on the right all kinds of political porn. And you can pleasure yourself into all kinds of Brian Stelter takedowns you want. Donald Trump is not going to win on the trajectory things are at right now. They're going to turn him into the GOP's Jimmy Carter. He can't stop the virus. He can't stop an insurgency. He can't police anything. Can't even schedule a rally. Schedules a rally, it runs up against Juneteenth, and he has to reschedule that. Can't do anything. And he's just playing right into their hands. I, can I ask a question? Why isn't every member of the foreign invading army known as Chaz either dead or in Guantanamo Bay as an enemy combatant? Five minutes after this happened. Do you know the answer to this? 
Somewhere love, Steve. Somewhere love. Do you know, Aaron? Do you have a good reason for this? Well, that that Dave. What about the Dave? That what about the, the Democrat governors? They're they're all they they're all. Listen, the president took an oath of office to defend us against all enemies, foreign and what's the next part of that phrase? Domestic. Domestic. That governor and those mayors and those local officials, if they won't defend the constituency of the United States, the president is the chief executive officer. Lock him up. See, this was my issue from the beginning. As I just didn't think he'd follow through on the crazy stuff you guys all applaud. And now that it's hard, let's just be, you know what? There's too much at stake right now to lie to each other. So I'm not going to. All the stuff he's really done has been easy. Hasn't really done anything yet. Oh, he defied the foreign policy apparatus on moving the embassy. But on everything else, he didn't. I mean, he's got generals out there right now mocking him. I don't know why they're not fired. Yeah, I shouldn't have taken place with, I shouldn't have taken part in this photo op. Do you know why that guy's still working here? Do you know why he's still employed? Do you know why? I do not. I don't either. I don't have any good answers to any of these things. I don't know what they do up there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue all day long. I don't know what they do. I, I don't, I don't, I feel like I'm doing a show in the, in the summer of 2006, just watching the, the, the narrative of Iraq and a White House that just had either no ability or interest in pushing back on it. Kaylee McEnany has done a fine job, by the way, but she's not the president of the United States. And frankly, what she says, other than providing clickbait for us, doesn't switch a single vote in America. She's not the president. Why isn't every member of Chaz's foreign invading domestic, weren't they a domestic terrorist group? Correct. So, so apparently we do negotiate with terrorists. In fact, no, we still don't. We just actually um, abrogate to them. We genuflect to them now. We give them our land now, apparently. Why aren't they all dead? And the, and the ones you couldn't kill, why aren't they in a Guantanamo Bay prison cell? Why didn't we put them in a hole and bury the hole? Do you know the answer to that question? I do not. I don't either. I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't. Why is this continuing? Why did this go on for five minutes in America? Why? let alone spread to Asheville, Nashville, Atlanta. Then again, Wendy's is a national company. One of their stores got burnt to the ground. I mean, if I were running Wendy's and the governor and if the mayor of Atlanta and the governor of Georgia weren't going to protect my business, I'd, I'd want the president, to, right? They don't seem to be all that worked up about it though, do they? They're no, probably fact, more worked up about making sure that they're woke enough to not have yeah, more I mean, they're, burned they're down. They're probably checking their books right now to see how much they donated to Black Lives Matter. So I, I, I just, you guys always ask me, what do we do? And this has always been a show that's prided itself on how do we do what we actually believe. I wrote a whole book about that, Rules for Patriots. I've tried to be very hands-on, very applicable, not just ethereal and philosophical. I don't, you know, I don't know what to tell you to join. Our list of allies grows thin, Aragorn. I, I don't know what to tell you to do. I, I don't know. I mean, the president is arguing the other side of the argument on crime. He's still attacking Joe Biden from the left on crime. The crime bill was the last great bipartisan piece of legislation this country has seen in my lifetime, at least. So I, I now we're going to be 
Now, you can't get to the left of Joe Biden on crime. You can get to the left of where Joe Biden was on crime in 1995. You can't in 2020. Well, first of all, because Joe Biden doesn't know his right from his left. That's number one. But then number two, um, he's just decided he's just, he's fine being the, the proxy for these spirit, these forces of the spirit of the age. He's just, he's made that determination. So the good news is Trump will still be to the right of Joe Biden while being to the left of where the Democratic Party was on crime in the 90s. So if you think that's good news, you and I have got different definitions of good. Then there's what happened at the court today. So I went out and voted for George W. Bush twice. What I got was the single worst foreign policy decision in the history of this country. And an awful chief justice that will probably be there for another 20 years. Actually, the good news is he won't be because we don't have another 20 years. We don't have another 20 years. So the positive is John Roberts' reign of terror will be cut short. It'll unfortunately be, though, because of the events he helped to put into motion. So there's that. I, I mean, can you tell me one thing I got out of Al Gore not winning? Would have been better off if Al Gore won. At least we would have gotten busy living or gotten busy dying. The cold. At least they would have gotten the blame. At least they, yeah. they would have gotten the blame for all the bad stuff. Not the guys we voted for. That we then, after they leave office, we then gotta, we've got to then defend that to our friends and family members, right? Right? You've got to defend how your fa- got to go back to your family members and friends that you told them they were terrible Americans if they didn't vote for Bush twice. And then when, when, it point, when, and when you find out years later that you just wasted that vote, your credibility shot. While George W. Bush, I'm sure, will come up with some reason that Black Lives Matters is great, right? The cold, hard, brutal truth, going back to Chaz, is that most of our moral and institutional framework in this country, writ large, has more to do with the things of Chaz than it has to do with our there's American There's no question father. about that. There, there's it's no not an outlier. Question it's who we about are. That. None. None. I see some positive signs. Went to the mall yesterday here in town. It was packed. People eating all throughout the food court. That I, you, know, you see some positive signs. You see some. You know? Um, but they just want the trappings of regular life without doing true. the things that need to preserve that, that, that's them. That's probably true in a lot of cases. I would agree. I would agree. But, I mean, today was, a, was not a good day for Butt Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch essentially um, gave the rainbow jihad the piece of legislation it's always wanted, that it couldn't get passed legislatively the employment non-discrimination act just handed it to him gave him their own roe v wade today i'm sure he'll tell you that hey this is in in the private sector you know we'll protect those of you in the religious sector no they won't no they won't roe v wade was just going to be first trimester abortions too until it's not because we don't ever show any restraint we don't slouch to gomorrah we sprint so I, I don't know what to tell you today. I, I, wish I, I wish I had something for you. Repent. That's my message, man. Make sure you are good to go. Because this thing's going. It is going, man. Regardless of what happens in November, doesn't matter. It's going. The forces are out now. I don't understand the argument. And I'll ask Bob when he gets in here. I saw him tweet this. You know, the, the defund the police is like a Donald Trump campaign commercial. How? How? If he doesn't actually call out the police, how do you then turn around and make an argument to the country? Hey, I didn't defend your property against all these people, which is exactly why you should vote for me to defend your property. Do you know how that argument works? 
I do not. I, I, it'll work on about 41% of the country that's just going to vote GOP no matter what. Anybody else, do you know how that argument works? It won't. It won't work. It won't. It won't work. I don't understand that. So I'll ask him when he comes in here in about 15 minutes or less. Aaron, you're going to say something. Maybe you've got hope. Because um, I'm fresh out. Yeah. No, I mean, let's look at it this way. We had a Black or, Trans Lives Matter event in America yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. Well, today was a momentous day for, as Gallup estimates, the point, uh, what is it, 5-8%? The 0.58% of American adults who have been denied employment at their local halal grocer. So it was a big day for them. Um, for the rest of us, though, Todd is absolutely right on the money. We all are living in Chaz now. Is this heaven? No, it's Chaz. <laughs> oh, God, that's perfect. That's, that's yeah. what this is. And it's just different because these people look like uh, pipsqueak thugs with probably airsoft rifles, maybe real rifles, who just came out of their mom's basement after reading uh, Communist Lover 69 on Reddit and 4chan. And they're all dressed in black and they look, look kind of scary. Um, no, they just are wearing a different costume. The, the, the real people that make up Chaz and who are running Chaz, they look like the people on your school board. They look like the people, uh, some of the people in your neighborhood. Heck, they look like some of the people on your church, in your church pews. Did I say that out loud? No, I didn't say that out loud. Chaz is where we are now. Todd is absolutely right. The left, they knew what they were doing. They picked a fight with all the people with the guns because they knew we wouldn't use them. They knew they were just for decoration and adornment. Shibboleths, idols. They knew that. All right, back here with our good friend Bob Vanderplatz from The Family Leader here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Doing really well. Good to see you. So I got to tell you, I'm discouraged today because I don't know where to tell my audience to turn for relief, where to invest their time or resources. What's gone on these last few days has been so utterly insane. And that's before we even get to Chaz. I don't know why, if they're domestic terrorists and they have set up their own foreign government on U.S. soil, I don't know why they're not all dead or in a, in a Guantanamo Bay cell right now. Right now. Hmm. Right now. I, I mean, if, 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 if you're watching from some, a spider hole in Pakistan right now, if you're whatever the latest manifestation of Islamic jihad is, why don't you just come across the Rio Grande? Because that's one of the reasons why you're seeing a spike in, in cases in Texas. They're from Mexico for coronavirus, by the way. So great border security still. So I don't, I don't know why you just don't come over the Rio Grande and just grab some one crap kicker town in Texas and call it an autonomous zone and, and do Auto what you do. Whoever heard of autonomous zone? You have no authority here. This is ours now. You know why? Because we don't have any law and order. And so I saw you tweet over the weekend that this and defund the police are good for Trump's reelect. Brother, I completely disagree. I, I think it makes him look impotent. The fact that the, the fact that these people aren't all dead right now or, or, or in handcuffs, okay? I think it makes him look impotent. What, you, I don't think there's any way you can go out and argue. You're going to get your 41, 42% of tribalistic, got to vote GOP, no matter what vote 
no matter what, no matter who the nominee is, he's going to get all those people, right? But in, in, the, in the suburbs and exurbs where the three of us live, actually throw in Aaron on the other side of the room, all four of us live in, the, in a neighborhood like that. You tell me how you're going to argue to those people that I didn't, you don't feel safe in your homes. I didn't protect you. From for I didn't make you feel safe in your homes, but vote for me to make you feel safe in your well, homes. That, that's the key. Help me understand that. So, so let me explain the tweet first. If you have the New York Times and the leftists saying, no, when we say defund the police, we mean defund mm-hmm. the police. All politics is local. Anybody who is concerned about their home, their family, whatever, go, defunding the police is a bad idea. Matter of fact, it's nuts. It's insane. Clean up what you need to clean up. But defunding them is absolutely nuts and insane. However, in order to make the transition that's nuts and insane, I'll go with a law and order president, you have to show law and order in the presidency then. I've got this thing under control. We're not going to allow autonomous zones. We're going to make sure people don't get to burn down and loot and destroy buildings in the name of peaceful protesting. That doesn't get to happen either. So a defund the police message Even with Democrats, it is completely underwater because when people personalize it and they localize it, there's no way that message wins. I've I've done this show a few times. You and I have had these conversations a few times over the years. We never win when the argument is, look how left they are while we excuse what the people representing us don't accomplish. Can you name a time that that's actually been successful? It's a whole deal about look how bad they are, but we won't be as bad, so therefore elect us. That that never works. Right. It never works. We tried that in 2008 with Barack Hussein Obama. Didn't work. Tried that when John McCain. Didn't work. Every time we try this argument, it doesn't work. But let me give you the example, Steve. Donald Trump in 2016, he pointed out how bad Hillary Clinton was There's a Supreme Court justice seat vacant, but he also was running on the message, I'm going to drain the swamp. Right. Meaning, I'm not her, but I'm going to do exact opposite. The law and order speech at this convention. Remember, it must have law and order. Remember that? Exactly. So, I voted for George W. Bush twice. I can't, can't, why? So, I got, what I got for that vote was the worst foreign policy decision in American history, the invasion of Iraq. Or at least, at the very least, the way it was managed after the decision was made. And then what I got for it was a chief justice who has screwed and knifed me more times than I can count the last few years, right? Tell me how my life would have been any worse had Al Gore been elected or John Kerry. And the problem of it is, Steve, is that we've talked about this before on the show. This is a base election. You have to get your base fired up and inspired and mobilized to move out. And if your base, what happened in Iowa over the weekend... And what happened today... Tell them what happened in Iowa over the weekend. What happened in Iowa, we wanted to protect life amendment. And we've got the governor, Governor Reynolds, all in behind it. Praise God we got a governor who's really championing the sanctity of human life. We've got a rock-solid, rock-star Senate doing the same thing. But the Iowa House, which we have a majority, 53 to 47, cannot get to 51 votes for a protect life amendment, which is a nothing amendment other than it's going to kick the vote to the people. All that does is dampen the base. Because you know what question they start asking? Whether it's Chief what Justice right Roberts, whether, yeah. whether it's a protect life. It's the question of what difference does it make? And that's a way to dampen your base. We know the leftists fire up. You cannot dampen your base. you got to give them something to vote for. We have a foreign hostile government. By the way, mostly made up of white people called Antifa, Chaz, sitting in one of our, one of our, one of our states right now. And... And he's arguing, him and his campaign are attacking Joe Biden from the left 
on his previous law and order approach to crime from the 1990s. Tell me what, what, what am I, tell me, help, help me in a way that just doesn't make it feel like I've sacrificed whatever morsel of soul I have left. Tell me why that should motivate me to vote for him this fall. Well, that, that's my concern. It is not going to motivate you to vote this fall, this fall. Going back to when I was a high school principal, it was very, very clear. If there's graffiti, you take care of the graffiti and you punish the person doing the graffiti. Why? That way you're not getting more graffiti. If you have vandalism, if you have anything like that, you better address it and address it quickly. One, it sends a message to everybody. This stuff is not going to happen. We're not going to allow this to take place. We're a better country than that. But to allow it to take place and to basically give... Uh, give excuses for why it's taking place and why you're not doing anything. I'm just telling you, it's not going to inspire the base to do anything. I, I would like him to win this fall. I'm just saying, it, it, so save me your childish. In fact, I'm not even going to address you. You deserve everything that's going to happen to you. In fact, you have made it happen. Your sheeple status, your inability to think for yourself you're more to blame for what's happening right now than the damn left is. You let them in. You, you let it happen. In fact, you receive your reward in full for your idolatry and, and the enjoyment of your shibboleth. Love your monkey. Touch it. Twerk with it. You earned it. Every last ounce of it that's coming. You had more to do with this than anybody at Antifa did because you lined up a whole bunch of hackneyed douchebag Republicans who were never going to be and never have never be any form of defense against this. I mean, we just went back here in Iowa and renominated the exact in our district. We just renominated the exact same effeminate guy voters throughout in 2018. Why does anybody think that that's the guy that when the Visigoths come over the wall, that's the guy who's going to stand in the gap? And they just went right back and nominated the exact same guy again. So what is the point of any of this? Yeah. And to give you an example, we have to read the environment. Uh, so you give the example of a David Young. David Young lost to Congressman Cindy Axney by 1.5 points in, in 2018, 1.5%. Right now, according to the Des Moines Register poll released yesterday, uh, he's down by 16 on a generic ballot, which means the only way to wipe out that 16-point deficit, you better have some bold, courageous leadership that wants to take this government by, by the throat. Because this is not a 16-point district. That means his own base is who is... is, yeah. is, is, it's, is, not is a, but it's not a, his problem. It's not a 16-point district. But what that district is, Stephen, you know this, it's a suburb district. There's all kinds of suburbs in that district. And then it's rural Iowa. If, you, if you're losing by 16 points there, if Iowa's in trouble, there's some issues. And so when you read the environment, understand what America's telling you. They're the same place. They don't want Trump to, to lose re-election. But the fact is they want something to be inspired to vote for. The same way with Congress, the same way with a lot of other issues, because it's a worldview issue at the, at the end of the day. And so when you say, what do I tell my listeners to do? You said revival or bust. We need to be praying for this country like never before. I mean, did you see the preacher they beat they beat in the streets there in Chaz over the weekend? Did you see that? The street I, preacher? I, I did not. I yeah, did, they, they took a street preacher and they beat him in the streets there over the weekend. Mm. Help me. May, you're nicer than me. Am I wrong? <laughs> Can you help, help me to understand why the Marines haven't made an example out of, out of the nation of Chaz three seconds after it was started. Can you help me? Because I don't, I can't come up with a reason. Can I? No, I, I yeah. absolutely. Because I mentioned it last week, and then you mentioned earlier today how some of his generals are making fun of him. Is Donald Trump sure that the military would follow his command at this point? Well, you know what? 
when we saw what we saw from Mattis, when you saw the general that accompanied him on the walk across the street about a week or so ago come out and say, I shouldn't have taken part in that photo op, when he said we weren't going to have cross-dresser soldiers and they just essentially unilaterally disobeyed, right? I mean, when we've seen routinely they have just de facto practiced insubordination against his edicts, I, I think that's a legitimate question to ask. What are your thoughts on that? Well, some of those things are, again, they're, they're on the outside. I guarantee you that if he gave that order, because this is a local issue, now this is my community, you're setting up camp right inside my own borders. Uh, the locals would have his back. The locals would say, you doggone right, take this thing back. We want law and order in our community. That's what makes us feel safe here. Matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why you get people crossing that southern border. Why? Because they want something that they can actually count on here in regards to law and order versus what they have back over there and for a variety of other reasons. I think he needs to establish himself as the law and order president, give his people something to vote for. Because what the Supreme Court did today, that did nothing to inspire his base. Well, you have Gorsuch basically signed up for a version of ENDA, that which has been the holy grail of what the rainbow jihad has wanted all along. All right. And he essentially, along with Roberts, gave it to them with the liberals on the court today. And it's and and if you leave and, and and we'll see Brett Kavanaugh showed up and voted no. Did you read his dissent though? In his dissent, he thinks that it's a great idea to give them ENDA. He just thinks because of the separation of powers, it should come from Congress instead yeah. of the court. Okay? It was a process issue. It wasn't <laughs> right. a result right. issue. Right. So if you think they're going to hold the line on private enterprise and they're not going to extend it to ministries like yours or businesses like mine. I, I, then I guess you you just haven't watched the way America has operated for the last 50 years. I mean, Roe v. Wade was going to be in the first trimester too. That lasted for about 10 minutes. So if you voted for Trump today and, and, and you voted for Trump and, and you're a Butt Gorsuch voter, know that what you got for that Butt Gorsuch vote was the ultimate holy grail of, that the rainbow jihad has sought after for years. And because you got it from a court precedent, good luck undoing that. Oh, good, it, luck and, it, good luck ever undoing that. Here's the other thing I would tell President Trump if you're here right now. No matter how nice you are right now, no matter how much you give them, no matter how much you say, I don't want to look like I'm going radical here, it will never be enough. It will never be enough. They don't like you. They hate you. They're going to do everything they can to, to defeat you. So therefore, stand on principle and inspire the base and make sure that we have law and order in our local communities and make sure we stand up for something that is righteous, that we have something to vote for in November. Because here's the thing I'm concerned about as a believer. This creates, there's no way to do political activism without creating enmity with people. There, there, there's, there's not. I mean, you're a lot nicer person than me. Have you created enmity with oh, people? Oh, without question. Matter of fact, we just had that conversation with the team meeting today. Right. How many people on our own team who do not like us because we stood up for what? Right. For principle, for the sanctity and of you're human gonna, life. And you're going to do it a lot more politely than I am and, and nicer than me because you're just nicer than me in general. I think anybody That's knows what Darla that, says. Anybody that knows the two of us knows that that is true. That's fair. He's nicer than me. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> and even though you're much nicer than me, you have a long, distinguished list of people who can't stand you, right? Oh, sure. Because there's no way, no matter the tone you strike, there's no way to do this without creating en 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 enmity. On the other hand, what were you going to say? I just want to stress that, having worked in the register for 12 years, this is before I, I knew you personally, Bob. He, that's not just... They hate you. Right. Oh, sure they And do. they might even dislike you more because you're so much nicer than me. Yep. You know, you make it even harder on them because I give him an easy out because I can be a real, uh, I, the jerk store can be out of me a lot quicker than it's out of you, right? That notwithstanding though, you know, I am commanded to when it is at all possible, live in peace with everyone. 
right? Mm-hmm. It, when does just war theory enter in? What is, wh- why am I creating enmity between the culture and the gospel when the return on investment I get is nothing repeatedly? You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, in fact, why are we even fighting for religious liberty when most of our churches are just staying closed still because the donations are still coming in? They don't, they don't, in fact, there was an article I was reading at the Christian Post. Most pastors are more willing to go out and walk with Black Lives Matters than they are to open up their own, their own congregations. Then what are we even fighting for religious liberty for when there's no use in even using it? What is the point of any of this is what I'm asking. It's, it's like you guys are in our team meeting just a while ago. I mean, we, we just walked through this. Uh, but part of it is we play for an audience of one, and that's that's where we need to land. We need to check our heart. Why are we doing this? Is it just so we can beat somebody up, so we can say we won, they lost? Is that our heart? Because that's our heart's the wrong heart. But if it's really to honor God and honor his word, pursue justice, pursue righteousness, and so it can bless others, you know, the reason you're saying you don't want these zones and these communities, yeah, it honors God, but it's also going to bless a community. Yeah. Because if you have our God is a God of order, He's not a God of chaos. He's not a God of saying just do whatever you want, and you guys can. That's not it. It's to honor God and to bless others. So check your heart. Play for an audience of one, and it's not about playing. Can I get the best seat at the Republican dinner next week? How many people? How many of our people do you think are equipped to to do this that way? Well, I think what it is, as all of the idols are getting tore down, because remember, our idol was the Supreme Court. That's why the election in 2016 was so important. It was the number two issue in the exit polling, and Trump won those voters by 20-some-odd points. So obviously that idol is getting tore down. Some of us is sports. Some of us stock. All those idols are getting tore down, or they're becoming fragile. So pretty soon, there's only one lasting true hope. And maybe that's what God's trying to do. Turn your hearts back to me. You turn your hearts back to me. And let's just see what might happen. But right now, your hearts aren't with me yet. So I'd say that's our encouragement to your base is revival or bust. Let's turn our hearts back to him. Yeah, I mean, I can't even tell most of my listeners and viewers to go to church because most of their churches aren't even open. Think about that. I can't even tell them, hey, go get involved in your church. Well, most of them aren't open. So, I mean. And and a bigger concern. I mean, obviously, there's some positives where we see an uptick in even church attendance online. But what happens when... You get the body used to not gathering together, not used to coming together and worship. Scripture says that's very important for us. That we need to gather together. We need to come together in worship and to edify one another. Thanks for joining us, brother. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. Here's what we're going to do next hour for our town hall. If your son came to you and said, I'm interested in being a cop, would you encourage it? No way, no how would I. No, in fact, I would actively discourage it for his own good. 888-900-3393. I don't know why anybody in their right mind would be new to get into this job. 888-900-3393 is the number. I'll lay out why. And then you can respond. You can agree or disagree in our Monday Town Hall coming up next hour. Stay tuned. Greetings, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. If you like the show, I don't know, this might not be the best day to ask. Ah, what the hell? If you like the show, give us a five-star review if you haven't done so already. 
I'll be very impressed if you give us a five-star review today. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not sure I would give us a five-star review today, but eh, why not? You have not because you ask not, right? Uh, thousands of you have left us five-star reviews already. Thank you very much. If you would like to do so, I might ask you today why. But if you're willing to go ahead and do so anyway, we would greatly appreciate that. The more of those we get, the more we, well, until somebody else that the Republicans we voted for gets in power and screws us, the more likely you are to get to continue to do this for a living. Thank you to all of you. And every, to all the Republicans I've voted for before. That should be like a song, right? To all the Republicans I've voted for before. Yeah. Except they'd be not safe for work. And it could contain threats, or at least things that could be interpreted as such from a certain point of view. How many days till college football? 80 so, days today. 80. Till they try to ruin that too. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you guys don't set yourself up. Till they try front. to ruin that too. Don't set yeah. yourself up. All right. I don't even know where to go from here. Let's get to it. Here's the question on the table today. 888-900-3393. It's our Monday town hall. Given what you have seen transpire, 888-900-3393. If your son came to you, or if you're a little bit older, your grandson said, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of becoming a cop. Would you encourage it? Because I'll tell you flat out, if Noah came to me and said he was thinking about it, I'd do everything I could to discourage it. Hell no. Nope. Why? Why? To what end? To what end? Your police union won't get rid of the bad apples because unions just don't do that. You see it? Name me a public sector union in America that gets rid of bad apples. Todd, go. I'll wait. Got anything? Got an hour of silence. How do you think that's going to do for the uh, five-star reviews? It, it Maybe better than what I did in the first hour. <laughs> All right? No, so you have a public sector unions don't get rid of bad apples, number one. They just don't. Then there's the crazy diversity requirements, right? totally worked over by political correctness. And the irony is the Minneapolis police departments, one of the most pol politically correct urban police departments in America, in America, doesn't matter. Right. So then there's that. Then, you know, my kid's white, obviously. So somebody non-whites hopped up on drugs. You can't, you can't restrain them. Now, I hope I raised my son well enough to know that you don't need to keep your knee on a dude's neck for nine minutes while he says, I can't breathe, right? I, I hope I don't have to take that one for granted with Noah when he gets older. Hope I at least got that part right. But I don't know what to tell Noah when a guy that you're trying to restrain grabs your taser, points it at you. Do you just sit there and let him tase you? So you I, mean, I mean, I don't know what you, I don't know what you do. You know, I mean, do you know what to do in that situation? Not according to the current rules. Not, not no. according to the current rules. They're actually considering whatever investigation they do, they're considering charging that cop with murder. Right. Who will defend you? Who wants that gig? Right. And even if, even if in the end a jury or a judge realizes you were in an impossible situation and doesn't convict you, what your family has gone through publicly with the doxing and the media and everything else, um, I mean, it, 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 that may be an irrecoverable event. 
for your family. They, they, they just will never be the same after something like that. And that's even if you can keep your family together, right? Okay. Um, and, 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 and then how many of these communities and cities really, how many of these mayors and city councils are worth giving your life for? You really want to give your life bringing peace to the black trans rally? You really think that's a good investment of your sacrifice? When on an individual level, if you just see somebody in distress and you think it's worth protecting the innocent in that individual circumstance and you make that affirmative decision in that circumstance, you can do that on your own, right, as a man, right? right? You know, I, don't, I, don't need to, I don't need to be corporately put in a position where I don't get to make that decision, where the demand on you, is, the, the demand on me is in any moral situation, I have to be willing to give my life regardless of how crazed and idiotic it is, right? Right. So then why would I even do this? Can I, can I, I mean, I cannot come up with a legitimate reason why I would encourage my son to become a cop. I was thinking about this over the weekend. I can't come up with one, one, one reason why I would. Because all of the things he could do to care for the less fortunate, he can just make that decision as a man, as a private person in and of itself. He just do that anyway. See, so, you see, if you come on down the street and see a dude beating a woman up, you can go in there and defend her yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Do, I need to, do I need to put myself in the corporate on-call, complete environment of having the current government determine when I need to be willing to put my life on the line or not. Do I need that? I wouldn't. What, what, what I, why would I entrust? Name me a mayor you would entrust your life to in America. Any, including our own here in Des Moines. I got about half a million people here. Frank County. You don't have any sons, but if you did, you had four daughters. No, I would not, Tim. No. Would you want, do you want them working for him? No. And it's because when, when chaos is now the default, the, the police, it's a rigged game. It, it cannot possibly function as intent. Order has to be the default. And uh, folks, I think you need to understand how much this conversation, how crazy it's gotten that we have turned Todd into the institutional defender of the police because he's been a victim of police brutality. All right. He took this thing already all the way to court, faced going to prison over this in order to prove his case against his own local law enforcement. And he has sat here next to me for years, warning conservatives not to immediately beatify police departments like we have in the past. Right. And you still shouldn't. And you still shouldn't, but this has gotten so nuts now that I don't know why you would even consider this as a career. If you're not already in it, vested, you have connections, you got a pension. I've got people I know, like, care about that are in that world. I don't know why I would encourage anyone new that I know, like, and care about to do this, though. Well, it's it's like all institutions. Their, their purpose, there's not a one of them uh, that seems to be holding to its... Uh, and this is why we haven't mentioned it in a while, but subsidiarity... This is what we've what we mean when we talked about it. What is your purpose at your level and why does it belong at that level with that purpose? It's it's not arbitrary. And this, the same uh, goes uh, for the uh, local police department. They're meant to fill all manner of roles now uh, and they have been for quite some time because a society in chaos with no men in it does not function on a general level. We were going to get to this point sooner or later where uh, the police department w- it was simply not th- capable of handling the world that it lived in. The psychosis that was going to build up within the lives of cops 
was going to uh, cause that circular tribalism, that you, which is an incredibly important point that you've spent talking about, the union uh, structure within a place. Right. I forgot f- to mention that from last hour. Since public, Oh, I did mention it. Public yeah, sector yeah. unions don't get rid of bad apples, right. which means you could be partnered with or put on a beat with a dude who is just a ticking time bomb like that may be what ends up happening in Minneapolis, for example. You may right. have the one officer there who's had previous issues, right. hadn't been disciplined, and a couple of guys that were standing around there now may essentially go down with him and be branded for life because they didn't discipline their own unit, right? Right, and that 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 you can't help but understand why, if you're going especially into inner city America every day, seeing what you see, handling what you're handling, knowing full well that there is no way to make these situations better. It is just a constant rinse, wash, and repeat in the sewer. It It's the rare man in the rare police department that isn't going to devolve in it, into its own level of chaos because we're it's us versus them at every single level. The, the circles never, never overlap in the Venn diagram. They're not, not only are they just not touching anymore, but okay, you do your thing. You do, no, they're constantly crashing, 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 crashing. Cops, no matter what their intentions were going into it, aren't capable of handling that. This is, uh, this is the dark night. Uh, you uh, either die uh, the hero or you live long enough to so- see yourself become the villain. Let's go to the phones. 888-933-93 is the number here at The Blaze for our Monday Town Hall. If your son came to you and said he was considering being a cop, would you encourage it? Yes or no? And why? Let's begin with Mark in Florida. Mark, welcome to the program. Go ahead, sir. But that's what we're in right now. We're in the destabilization phase. And the police, um, in creating crisis in this country, are the target. And so you would just be insane to have your, you know, kid or anyone you know be put into the crosshairs of, you know, a socialist takedown of our country. It's just that simple. You know, I, I feel sad for law enforcement. They're in there and they have their pensions and they're just trying to hang on. But I guarantee every single one of them are thinking to themselves right now, is it worth staying around, let alone having their kids join? Well said, Mark. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, man. God bless. Take care. 888-900-3393. The number, Terry in Georgia. Terry, welcome to our Monday Town Hall. If your son came to you and, and said, hey, I'm thinking of becoming a cop, would you encourage it? Why or why not? Um, I would not encourage my son to be a police officer because um, obviously what's going on in this country is I think, the, I think honestly, I think the police are almost, uh, they're obsolete because we don't need police to protect us we need uh we need a, a the military that's why the, the, these generals are so dangerous that have gone against trump because we need the military to take back chode or chaz or whatever the heck it's called and uh i worked with the police and i had a similar incident as with todd where i kind of looked bad on them but the, the guys i worked with they were really professional and what have you but i noticed that working with them that they were very anti-Second Amendment, the police I worked with. And they were anti-Second Amendment, and they, they worked for a Democratic, they worked in the Atlanta area, they worked for a big Democratic county. And this county is basically racist. It's run by Democrats, it's not racist against, racist against white people. Like, you don't get promoted if you're a white person. They go to the demographics of the county, which is um, like high black. And so, but they were highly anti-Second Amendment. 
And I started noticing, they wanted me to be a police officer, and I was like, no. But like I said, I wouldn't tell my son to be a police officer, but I do think all our sons, we need to start preparing them to, to, for battle. Because when you had that, uh, the, while you were gone a couple of weeks ago after this whole thing erupted, I said the, the, the cold civil war went hot and Trump needs to put it down. And like I said, Trump doesn't have any balls. Trump is a gutless coward. He has done nothing to safeguard this country. They are desecrating. They desecrated the tomb of the unknown soldier for the revolution. I want blood in the streets. And I, I, might, I'm, I won't let my son be a police officer, but I'm thinking about being a police officer because we have to maintain the line. Because like I said, there's going to be police. There's going to be government police. The problem is, are they going to be, what they're going to do, this is a Marxist revolution. They're going to take over this country, and then they're going to start getting rid of us one by one in twosies and threesies until there's none of us left. And these churches better watch out. These churches better watch out. If you're a Christian to any, very no, no, no. Oh, Terry, Terry, I gotta, now, now I got to let you go, Terry, because the churches don't need to watch out at all. They're, they're marching with them, actually. They're marching with them while not opening their own buildings. They're marching with them. So frustration duly noted, brother. Believe me, I'm I'm you're you're maybe a decibel ahead of me, but I am catching up. Catching up. The older I get, I've I've the, the what's always pissed me off more than anything else is if you're stupid and you lie to me. I don't really even care where you even stand on things. Just don't have a dumb argument, even if you agree with me. If your argument's dumb, it, it annoys me. And then, don't lie to me. I hate being lied to. Like J.J. Watt yesterday. Oh, we're not going to kneel. It's not going to insult the flag. So we're going to kneel when they bring out the flag and when they play the national anthem. But it's not to insult the flag and the anthem. Come on, man. Just... Et tu, Brute. Six, six and 350 pounds and you're a puss too? You can't just man up and tell me what you really think? Just man up and tell you. See, because you know what it really, because you know why he can't do that? Because he, he thinks he has to to keep peace in his locker room or his season is shot. That's why they're all going to do it. That's why I told you guys on the, on the day group two weeks ago, they were all going to do it. This would be the compromise. They would all do it. And that's what's going to happen. But, but, you know, if you can come out of the locker room and kneel. You can kneel during warmups. You can kneel on the sidelines before you go into the game you can kneel when you go into the game you can make all kinds of statements but the fact you're going to choose to make it during a certain period of time and then pretend and lie to us that it's not about that don't lie to me and now i have a third thing on my list if i feel like i'm wasting my time and this is especially true as i get older and realize i don't have as much of it left as i used to if i feel like i'm wasting my time you're wasting my time no quarter none and that's why I'm really mad today. Because I feel like a lot of things that we've been doing have proven, particularly in these last few days, to be a waste of time. I think joining the cops would be a waste of time for my kid. And I spent over a decade of my life in full-time activism in the Republican Party. I certainly don't want my son to then devote time of his life he can't get back to another waste of time. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Jesse in Texas. Jesse, welcome to the program. If your son came to you and said he was thinking of becoming a cop, would you encourage him or not? Yes. 
And simply because of the fact that at some point, it's our job to make sure that those institutions have good people inside of them. I come from a very heavily military background, and it's one of those situations where if we don't do the job, if good people don't do the job, then the only people it's going to be left to are the monsters and the bad people. One of the callers that was talking about earlier about how the cops are turning into um, essentially soldiers for the left-wing agenda, the problem with that is, is if we don't stand up to that, if we don't have good people in those positions of power, we will end up losing them completely and totally. And I completely agree with the fact that we need to get rid of the unions as working as an aircraft mechanic, working right next to government employees. I know how bad their unions are. And I'm a big union guy. I'm a private union guy, though. And I'm also a hardcore libertarian, I'm a private union person. Public unions do nothing but protect bad employees. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it time and time again, working right next to those kind of people. So if you want to get rid of the, if you really want to fix the problem with cops, you've got to get good police in there and you have to get rid of those unions because they are nothing but a protector for bad employees. Appreciate your perspective. A lot of good thoughts there, Jesse. God bless you. Thank you for your service, your family service as well. Take care. Appreciate it. 888-900-3393. I'm not here to argue with anybody. I will if you want me to, but I really want to know what everybody else thinks. I'm also in a state right now today. I'm not as certain of my perspective as I typically am because I'm mad. So I'm mad. Okay? So that handicap should be, you should deploy that in, in, in your own interpretation of my position. Now, I'm pretty certain. I'm certain on the fact that I would tell my son not to be a cop. I'm certain on that. Okay? But you're welcome to disagree, as Jesse in Texas he, just did. And Jesse's right for the same reason last week I talked to, I think it was last week, when I said that uh, there's always these emails about pull your kids out of the uh, public schools, let them go, let them die. Homeschooling, awesome, outstanding. But just giving over an institution like education over to the progressives, I mean, that's just a death sentence. Uh, and one thing conservatives have been bad at for a very long time is not falling into this gated community effect where they're just you know they they get off they get theirs and they view their school as good and they really don't think very broadly they they think very very uh selfishly and that's the one thing i mean in terms of thinking communally even though the, their definition of community is insane progressives have in many respects uh defeated uh conservatives we have to have a sensibility of of the us and the sacrifices we need to make just as the founding fathers did forfeiting lives fortune safe, sacred uh, honor they they didn't necessarily want to do the work of uh, they had egos uh, but they wanted to live in Virginia where they lived and they knew that it was going to take them out of the things perhaps they wanted to do to go and create this nation for all of prosperity to enjoy as conservatives we need to get that back yes about cops about teaching about a lot of things what sacrifices do we make to make this society go and i don't know if we even have that option anymore but we do have to have it jesus says it's hard to pour new wine into old wineskins almost never do you see god reform a structure that has just given itself over to a spirit of the age now why is that though i think we need to ask ourselves why is that is that because god views the situation as hopeless does god view any situation as hopeless let's let's start with that does God view any situation as hopeless? Well, it wouldn't be much of a God if he did. Either he is sovereign or he's not, right? Correct. Either he can turn anything or he can't. 
right? So is it that God views the situation as hopeless? Or is it that he knows us better than ourselves and realizes in this situation, we are the ones that are hopeless? This is why Puritans always become pilgrims. Eventually, you know, you go to, you go to the Church of England down the street and you let the local Archbishop of Canterbury know. Hey, I don't know if you guys... I don't want to be a rat. You know, I don't want to be a tattletale, but I don't know if you know that the, the parson, you know, at St. James Church down the street denied the Trinity. Said that Jesus wasn't uh, raised from the dead. The devil's not real. Because I mean, I know if you knew this, you'd do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm here to let you know I'm, I'm, trying to be a, I'm, I'm trying to be a good citizen here. I'm letting you know because I just assumed that you would want to do something about having such heresy preached in your midst, right? Sure. What do they then find out when they try this? Well, usually what happens is the people in charge are very grateful that you alerted them to this monstrosity of near-to-wells and, and mobilize quickly to have them eradicate it. No, they, they, they usually then arrest you. They put John Bunyan in prison and say, well, we don't want you preaching without us supervising what you have to say. That, that, that's always what happens. Always. They're not shocked to hear this. They're down to clown, man. They're down with it. They're down with it. That's why I asked the question earlier. Mayors, city councils, they're the ones running these police departments. They worth the, how many how many of these mayors and city councils are worth are worth signing your kids' life over to under their command when to give it and when not to? How many of them? Because they're all doing the one. It, it, let, let me can I put this another way? Let me put it another way to really drive the point home. Would you entrust your kids' life with the city council and the mayor that handed him a badge, who right after they left the swearing-in ceremony for your kid at the academy? Went, down, went downtown to the library for drag queen story time hour. Would you entrust your kid's life to them? I sure as hell literally would not. That's the point I'm trying to make. Because I can just train my son to be willing to risk his life for the less fortunate without being under the duplicitous command of such people that at the very least are double-minded and if at worst are frankly demonically controlled and inspired and led. So hell no. Yeah, my, my kid's not giving his life to that. If I got anything to say about it, he's not. That's the point I'm trying to make. The structure's too far gone. In the history of America, I can think of one structure in the whole history of the country that once it was corrupted, was corrected. The Southern Baptist Convention is the only one I can think of. And the purge that had to take place for that to happen, when they did that in the 70s and into the 80s, man, could you imagine doing that? Could you, could you, I mean, look what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention today. The ratio of virtue signaling on George Floyd compared to commands for order 
and God is a God of chaos on the riding. You think that's a positive ratio? No, I can tell you as, as someone who's followed it, it ain't. Could you imagine in today's social media environment, first of all, do you even have the men with the balls in the Southern Baptist Convention to do what a Judge Pressler and Adrian Rogers did 30, 40 years ago? Do you even have the men with the balls to do that? To go congregation by congregation, seminary by se- and you're fired, and you're fired, and you're resigning, and you're done here. You're fired. Could you, who has the balls to do that today in your convention? And then even if they did, could you imagine the world of social media that would occur if they tried it? That's why you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. Because we don't have what it takes to implement what must be done in these situations. We are not willing to go into Canaan, eradicate everything that lives, hit control, alt, delete. You're the urban renewal program. Start again. We don't. We don't have that. We just don't as a species. It's very rare. That's why God's usually got to go do a new thing. Not because he can't topple it. We won't. We won't. We got to eject. Start over again. So tell me, Who's going to purge the, who's going to get rid of the public sector police unions? Who's going to do that? Do you know? I'm asking, do you, do you know? The do cops, you any clue who well, would do that? Well, the cops, if you want to talk about things that cops could do right now instead of kneeling, they themselves could talk about that. If they want to be part of an actual solution, I'm, I, I'm here defending the police, but I, I don't think... I don't think they would. I think, I, I think the fact that you're seeing so many of them just quit their jobs. I just I read over the weekend a whole SWAT team mm-hmm. quit. Eight cops in Minneapolis have quit. I think that's why. They, they recognize there's, there's no way through this. There's, it's a pointless exercise. I'm, I'm, you know, it, how, much, how much is that pension really that at any point in time, I could walk up on somebody, hopped up on drugs, I can't subdue, they can even take my weapon and point it at me, and if I defend myself, my life is over. My kids' lives are over. My wife's leaving me. We're done. We're just done here. Is it really worth that? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Aaron, you've been awful quiet so far. Yeah, I just think it boils down to this in the culture in which we're living and the caller, I think it was Terry who said what we need is is actually a military. Um, I, I agree he's a little bit a- ahead of the game here. He's one step ahead or maybe three or four steps ahead from where we are right now. But that's not irrational what he's thinking about. Because this is this is what we're facing. I mean, it is. You want to talk about systemic problems? Systemically, we are a broken people who are who are just uh, basically looking for any excuse whatsoever to uh, self-loathe. At this point, there, there's nothing exceptional that I see in mass in the United States. There's always going to be exceptions to the rules. But the uh, whole point of American exceptionalism is that collectively we were the exception. And I just don't see that, at least not as much anymore. 
But let's take away the notion that this is some sort of communist Marxist uprising, which, of course, communism, Marxism, what have you, cultural Marxism has reached cultural hegemony, at least in the centers of culture. It has yet to reach political hegemony, although we're right there. Let's say that that's not the case, though. Just judging from the state of our culture, the decrepit state of our culture, and I'm I'm picturing the drag queen at the bar, I think in New York, who last October cut into a fake womb and pulled out a bloody, fake bloody baby right on, just performing for a bunch of people. That's the state of our culture. Why would you ever, ever want to put yourself or your sons into a situation where they have to police that? I wouldn't. Take more of your calls here in a moment. Now more than ever, it is important for us whenever possible to do business with people who agree with us. It's it's not possible to do it all the time in this culture, but when it is, we need to take advantage of it. That's why we need to take advantage of this incredible offer from our friends over at Patriot Mobile, where right now they've got plans starting at only $25 a month. That's even a customized family plan that you can get starting as low as $25 a month. Also, uh, a free gift and a free activation when you use the offer code Steve at PatriotMobile.com or you call them at 972-PATRIOT. And it's easy to switch. Uh, you can get the same reliable nationwide service you get from the big boys that will then use your money against you. They don't do that at Patriot Mobile. They instead donate to causes that you agree with as well. They try to make it as easy as possible to make the switch. You can keep your phone number, keep your phone, go all new if you want to do that as well. If you want to try out, this is the best offer that they have ever offered. All right, 972-PATRIOT is the number. That's 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code Steve, and you won't just get the lowest rates ever, but also a free activation and a free gift at 972-PATRIOT, offer code Steve. Or go to the website, patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Let's go back to the phones here on our Monday town hall. If your son came to you and said, hey, he was thinking of being a cop, becoming a cop, would you encourage it? Why or why not? Let's go to Brian in Virginia. Let's try to take as many of these rapid fire as we can. So Brian, if you could get to your point quickly, go ahead, sir. All right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah, my dad uh, was a officer for 20 plus years and saw back in the 70s you know seems like when there was some more racial divide than up until you know the break we had maybe a few years ago but uh, up till now but no I, there's this i couldn't with the faint of heart uh you know say for my son to to do that and it's a prior caller said about having good people in with the police and but that is important, but at the same time, it's like New York under Giuliani. If you don't have good leadership, you, you know, good people under you just are, are have gone to waste. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, you know, you have De Blasio in turn for you know for bad leadership, and look, you know, look what the good people are suffering through in the NYPD. But it's just it's not safe. There there is no gratitude. You damn sure ain't doing it for the money, and you know, even to get your politicians locally statewide or you know i'm sad to feel currently up to the white house it's just not you just it's words we're just getting a lot of words and uh those sometimes seem more dangerous than you know than the action that should be taken 
But uh, anyway, appreciate it, Steve. Have a great one. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. I think your point about the leadership, that's the issue. Same problem we have in the Republican Party. So many great grassroots conservatives out there, but how many of them are calling any of the shots anywhere? Certainly not in Washington, D.C. And so, you know, in the end, it's about who sits at the top. Right? That's why you're even saying fish rots from the head. Yeah, the fish rots from the head. Beware the yeast of the Pharisees. You can put it any way you want. Okay? But yeah. Okay? Let's go next to Preston in Florida. Preston, welcome to the blaze. How, how would you answer the question of, of oh. this week's town hall, Preston? Uh, I, I've done it already, uh, Steve. Uh, I was a police commander and when I retired it, after 32 years of service. My son is presently one now in the same job that I retired from. Uh, I convinced him, yeah, it's a good job, take it. And I wouldn't do it now. Uh, wow. I, I just see things so differently. Um, yeah, because it's not the same. Uh, it's not the same when I, you know, I started in 1974. Um, and I came on right after all the, um, you know, the, uh, uh, when, you know, they were killing cops in the street in New York. Uh, so I, I, I look at it and I, and I can attack this in so many different ways because I was a union member for 23 of the years I worked on the job. And when I got promoted, you lose your union membership and you become part of management now. And I worked on both sides of the fence. And to make it even more uh, personal to me, my wife is African-American. And, and she, was, she retired as a lieutenant from my job. So, you know, we look at this very, we, we take this very personal in a lot of different ways. I, to, when you talk about police unions, okay, um, they were established because of the abuses that management did to them. There's no doubt in my mind. They, they, would, they did things to guys that were, you know, uh, really weren't the way you should, you know, how you want to treat people, okay? A lot of police management, uh, honestly, are political hacks. They get to those positions because of, you know, what they do. And the unions see this on the other side. And basically, the unions now, especially municipal unions, they are, uh, it's like it's like laundering money for the politicians. You know, they give, the, who do you negotiate your, your contracts with? You negotiate with a politician. Politician gives you the contract and then you donate to his cause. You know, uh, the unions I worked, the, union, the department I worked for, they had, you know, a pack where they used to give 50 grand to the governors of each state because uh, the agency I worked for was a bi-state agency. So you, you have to look at it. Um, if you, you're you never going to get rid of police unions because of that. There's too much money involved yep. with, with, with the, uh, you know, between politicians and the unions. Yep. They need them. They, yep. they, they, they work hand-in-hand hand with each other. However, they were developed initially because of the abuses that guys right. went through. Right. It, it, it's, it's, I, I look at this, in, in, I, I can sit here and, and talk to you for a whole show about about how the whole systems work and how it does from promotions to you know you had a lot of the gentlemen the people who are in positions of power within the agencies they got their walls okay they went along to get along and got their positions and then when they have to make decisions command decisions they went they didn't look what was good for the agency or for what was good for the people they looked at how do i survive today how do I get through this political, the brush fire du jour, I used to call it? Okay, how do you get through this so I don't, I don't suffer? But they could not give a darn a lot of time about the, the men and women who worked for them. So, so it's, Steve, I, gosh, it's, 
really frustrating for me now being retired, living a really wonderful life, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, The agency I work for is probably the highest paid police department in the country. And it is a great job. Uh, The benefits, everything is wonderful about it. However, on the other hand, I see what's going on now. Thank God my son is working at a a command where he works steady nights and he's away from all this craziness. It's a transportation facility where... uh, container ships and things like that. So I know he's safe. And that to me is my biggest concern right now. He's not going to deal with all this nuttiness and craziness. But Steve, if you take a step back and you look at this from as, as a logical person to see what is really truly going on, you'll understand that the police leadership is weak. You know, they, any, if you get, if you, if you're going to be promoted to, a, especially a municipality to be the chief of police or, or the commissioner, you have to, you, your boss is mayor de Blasio. So you're going to right. do what he tells you to do or you're going right. to lose your job. Yeah. So that's, that's, that, that's, that's what I was saying earlier. I, I, I don't want my kids life under the command of Bill de Blasio. That's my point. Great call, Preston. God bless you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for your perspective. I know that went a little long, but you've got some expertise on this that none of us have, and I wanted our audience to hear what you had to say. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Um, I can't even add to any of that, so I won't try. Let's go to Matthew in Oklahoma next. Matthew, welcome to The Blaze. If your son came to you and said, hey, I'm thinking of becoming a cop, would you encourage him? Why or why not? I would not. Um, as far as being a police officer, I might think about that if he was thinking about going into the sheriff's department. Um, but one of the reasons is that that, that person is an elected official and uh, responsible to his citizens. However, let me give that caveat. Um, currently, my sheriff in our county that I'm in, um, he is actually from another police force from another city and has come over here and ran and become sheriff. And he's horrible. He has that mentality of the police department um lifestyle and thinking that direction and how things should be done and now has gotten a uh, fop which in our state you can't organize um in union in the in the sheriff's department you can in the police right but not in the, in the sheriff's but he's working on doing that and trying to do it that way um and so i in that caveat i would give it that way but no i absolutely would not i, I there's no i wanted to be a cop when i was a kid and I unfortunately wasn't able to get into it. Um, and my son, when he was growing up, was wanted to be a CSI agent, wanted to go through that process. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, he did not go into it. Um, but man, I would not encourage him at all to do it at all. Not not with all that's going on right now. No way. Thank you for the phone call, Matthew. Take care. Appreciate it. Let's go to Texas again. This is where Jesse is. Jesse, welcome. Jesse gone. All right. Uh, let's go to Dan in Florida. Dan, welcome to the show. You're live on the Blazer. Go ahead. Steve, I, I would, uh, with the caveat, I, I kind of agree with what Jesse said, but I would agree that uh, it would depend on the department. They would have to go in knowing what they're going to be facing. I can see with the societal devolution that a paramilitary situation might be required, but um, I, I think we're heading to that, like you said, one way or another. Uh, but someone has to hold the line as the uh, barbarians <laughs> come in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're all going to have to do that at some point. I mean, yeah. unfortunately. Unfortunately. The, pro- yep. the problem Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Dan. The problem is, what's the line we're holding? 
This is like in football. It, well, since it, I don't know the answer to that, yeah. it's the number one reason why I would encourage him not to do it. Yeah, that's right. my point. Yeah. In the NFL, all this instant replay wet stuff that we frustrated about and, and the eye rolling I've got over the years, but here's my frustration. Like, what line are we holding? The classic example is, what's a catch? That, that used to be like, one plus one equals two. Now we have right. no idea. The cops, right. the, the same thing. What line are cops going in this to hold? You, it, there's no line in inner city. Look at the two men who have died. Uh, that uh, It's both uh, George and this latest gentleman. Uh, George certainly didn't uh, deserve to die. I, didn't, I don't wish death upon this latest guy involved with the uh, Wendy's. But the, they're being lionized as Martin Luther King. Have you seen the rap sheet that both of these guys have? Yeah. You know, yeah. There, there's there, and that's a dime a dozen amongst men in inner cities. So what line are we holding? I don't know. I don't know. I'd be proud to have a son that gave his life for a defined line, right? Even if it's dangerous. The, one, the, the cop says, right. I'm glad he's safe. That's not my concern. I, I, a dangerous living, if you're doing it for the right cause, right. is your cause just? Is it noble? That's the thing. See, yeah. at least, Todd, <laughs> uh, here's, here's a little bit of a hopeful uh, bent to this, because I'm all about, as you know, bringing the hope and, and uh, uplifting and, and encouraging words here on this show. At least two, two months ago, we knew what the line was, and that line was, you can't play on the playground or else we'll arrest you in front of your kids. <laughs> that was the line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Quickly, I want to make sure we didn't leave Chris hanging there. He's the last caller. Chris, I've only got a couple of minutes. Please make it quick, sir. Go ahead. Down in Florida. Um, hello? Yes, Chris, go ahead. Quickly, please. Yeah, this is Chris in Virginia. Oh, I'm sorry. Go um, ahead, Chris actually, in Virginia. That's okay. Um, I would not suggest my, my bad. police work. I'm retired from the police department. I talked to you last week. And the problem with the police right now is that you have people and you have organizations that about 30 years ago, they decided they were going to change the qualifications for these people to come in, and they have everybody and anybody becoming cops now. And I think the problem is, is why you're having all this lethal force and people getting shot, is they're afraid to go hand-to-hand with some of these guys. They automatically reach for their guns, their tasers, and everything else. Mm. If they were truly tra trained and they were um, had the mentality of that you can fight somebody with your hands, that, that guy the other day, he never should have got away from two officers. Hmm. He never should have got away. The guy never would have been shot. But we changed years ago to let everybody in, including women. And I got to tell you right now, I was trained by my very first training officer was a woman. She was tough as nails. It has nothing to do with man or woman. It has to do with your mentality, which they've changed. The, the Navy didn't change how they train SEALs. If you want to be a Navy SEAL and you want to be a woman, you pass their test. They changed that so everybody passed the test on the police department. I hear what and you're saying. Yeah, outcome-based education, basically. Yeah, Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, that's where you're, the equality of outcome as opposed to the equality of opportunity. And that's where inherent. Where have we heard that That's before. inherent in leftism. They do that to everything they touch. That's why they destroy everything they touch. The idea that they can, they can engineer an outcome as opposed to a, an, an opportunity. I want to get your final thoughts, gentlemen, in just a second here. But remember, though, just like we're taking so many supplements today, the same is true for our pets. 
Yeah, that's why. Why are we taking so many supplements? All the good stuff: the vitamins, nutrients, the uh, the probiotics, the digestive enzymes, the vitamins, minerals, even the omega oils, antioxidants, all taken out of our food for mass consumption and long shelf life. Same thing goes for our pets as well. Thankfully, they've now got a supplement called Rough Greens Vita Smart. It's not a dog food, but a premium dog food supplement that you sprinkle on your dog's food, and apparently. It tastes really good because our dog, Cap, absolutely loves it. And it's loaded with all the good stuff that your dog needs. And it will go right with the food that they already enjoy just once a day. And if you want to try to see if you can kickstart your dog's health, all right, 14 days is what they recommend for the Jumpstart. It's called the Jumpstart Challenge. It's only $14.95 to give it a shot. You can do it right now at roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F. That's how they spell it over there. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. See your dog thrive again at roughgreens.com slash blaze gentlemen any final thoughts in the conversation we just had with our audience here this hour uh aaron i want to echo your cosmic bookending that you did there here within the last three months we have gone from the barney fife epidemic within the police force uh to now here we are arguing about uh, uh over uh, overdoing police authority police power well you know you they weren't killing and murdering uh the moms on uh the playground but in each case the, there was a just a misproportion of, of the sense of duty uh that your job uh requires and you know the whiplash is an sob i no one's hands are clean in this thing this is a tower of babel moment everywhere you turn there is a institution that has failed at an epic level. Hmm. Yes, I, I don't. I don't know what more I could could add to that. Tower of, of Babel is is good, but I mean, at the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, I was in Barnes and Noble uh, this weekend, and I I was flipping through a Joel Osteen book. And I've read a few lines of that. I went over to the bargain bin and what was right there? Six disc special edition Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy on sale for 22 bucks, guys. So at the end of the day, we can still name it and claim it. You got more theology out of that Christopher Nolan box that I can promise yeah. you that. At least the stuff that'll edify you anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for today. We are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.